0: Welcome back to Celsius 233, the podcast that discusses the book Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury. Today, we will be discussing part two,
1: which is called the sieve in the sand.
0: Yes. To start us off, Arissa, Ani, and I are all going to do our 30-second recap of section two, and is going to time us, and the rule is that... Um, you just have to give a recap of the section and it has to be under 30 seconds
2: and it has to have to do with the book
0: it has to have to do with the book yes (laughs) that was an amazing sentence okay yeah it has to have
1: have to do with the book
2: um no i don't really want to here or so you can go first i'm scared part two starts off with guy reading and trying to understand the books he's stolen over the years he finds that he has a copy of the bible and can't seem to decipher it so he goes to faber a former english professor that uh, led, that, sorry, wait, that started Guy's interest in books, sparked Guy's interest in books. They talk, and favor reveals that he has construction an earpiece of swords that lets people communicate discreetly from a far distance. When Guy goes home to his wife's friends come over to watch TV, he reads them poetry, and sort of explodes, but... Ooh. Yeah, i paused in the middle of oh, it. Yeah, you still have, like, two sentences left, but, okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> cool. Um... Three, two, one, go.
0: Guy and Mildred have started to read the books. Guy has stashed in the vent, but Mildred still doesn't understand the meaning of the books and is afraid that Beatty will find out and burn down her TV family. Guy locates a man named Faber, who he convinces, who convinces to teach him to understand what he reads and to help reintroduce books back into their society. Uh, Montag goes back to the firehouse and start and has a conversation with Beatty. Beatty tries to confuse Guy's mind about the books, but Favor helps him to see through his manipulation. The section ends with the fireman being called to a house that Guy realizes is actually his.
2: Whoa, that was like on the dot.
1: Yeah. Okay, oh shoot, need- stop. There mm-hmm. you go. Okay. Mm-hmm. So mine. Okay. Next. Annie. knee. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Okay. In part two, Montag is still trying to figure out what, like the books and everything. And then at the very beginning, the hound comes to the door and scratches and everything and they get all like paranoid <clears throat> and then he goes to um professor uh, the english professor guy called favor and learns about the book of Job and everything and he also asks about the bible <laughs> and yeah okay it was really bad <laughs> <laughs> the, fu- the
0: funny part is it's like written on the Back of his like graph from like science. No. you?: yes, no, see.
1: this is my old graph from science. Oh
0: my god, your old graph from science. <laughs> yeah,
1: oh, isn't not okay. from like
0: the like the car ramp thingy. What's yes. next?
2: What's next? What's That's next? Not old. What's okay,
0: next? um, Miranda's group, the Burning Bunch, listened to our podcast and they sent us a voice message that we are going to respond to right now. Uh, here it is. Do you believe that Mildred actually loves Montag or that she just keeps him around for money's sake?
1: Okay, so we think that Mildred doesn't care for Guy at all. He's a big, she's a big airhead and that she's like really self-centered, all she cares about is her, is her TV parlor family.
2: Yeah. You can see it, like, when he gets sick, she doesn't really care that he's sick. It's more like, oh, you have to get back to work so we can get money, so we can get the fourth wall. And I just, it <coughs> yeah. makes me really mad. Yeah, and also,
0: um, like, sometime in the first section, I don't know what, t- what page, but Guy... Expresses to her that like he doesn't want to be a fireman anymore and she and all she really cares about is that They're not gonna have enough money to build that fourth wall. Yeah to build the fourth wall <laughs> yeah. because like guy is like her only like Income basically like Mildred. I'm pretty sure she doesn't have a job or anything Yeah, she's stupid. so like if he loses his job, then she like, can't buy any more
2: things And like, she's only concerned about that and not like his feeling yeah. So in conclusion, she sucks <laughs>
1: Okay, now we're going to move into our discussion questions for part two. Okay, I'll start. Okay, so my question was, do you think Mildred was the one who activated the alarm for Beauty to come and burn down Montag's house or not?
0: Um, I think that before, Beattie was very suspicious of Montag and, like, if he was reading books or not. So I think that Beattie kind of figured out on his own. Okay. Yeah.
1: Still, Mildred could have, like, snuck in and activated the alarm if she wanted to.
0: Yeah, or she could have, like done and like L- an L- anonymous has tip the
2: brain capacity to think that through honestly yeah.
0: and i mean think about it like this so if cuz Mildred in the beginning of the section she was like really scared that that like Beatty would find out yeah. and because like if he did find out he would like burn down their house and like her tv family so why would she tell him yeah, i mean i feel like, like, stupid,
1: like i feel like her love
0: for her tv family and like her selfishness would like override her like fear of like books and mm-hmm. stuff and like I don't yeah. think I really no. don't
1: think she would tell you. Going back to what you said about brain diversity, I don't think she has any like at all. Oh my
0: no! <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, she definitely has short-term memory. But, like um, Dory.
1: Yeah. Like like Dory basically. Yeah. Right? yeah.
0: So on page, um, like fifty-two and fifty-three, this was when. Um, Montag was sick and he didn't go into work and so BD came to uh, his house and like he asked him about stuff and like he had like a whole speech about like why books are bad and things yeah. like that and so like Montag had a book that he stole from the house of the woman that he burned down like the, yeah. the house that he burned down that belonged to the one woman and so he had the book under his pillow and Mildred was like trying to like get it and he kept on like saying like oh no and stuff like oh like stop like go away I know I felt like he was being very like obvious about it yeah. you know and and BD just kind of like it said that like BD went on as if nothing had happened you know you like bowling don't you Montag you know he seemed to like kind of like ignore it but secretly I feel
2: like he was kind of like noticing I
1: think
2: he's part of the bigger picture like, like what do you mean by that so i think there's something going on that Beatty's involved with and like like i was saying in the last one he's not who he says he is like he's he's definitely hiding something yeah bd's and then in like when towards the end of the section like page 104 105 ish he was almost taunting him with the different quotes and things oh yeah he was uh-huh.
1: yeah i'm
0: just trying to like confuse him yeah,
1: yeah. definitely and it's almost favorite, like, like they taught how, like taught him how like not to yeah. like get them but
0: in- i wonder how he knows all those quotes because isn't he not supposed to read, read
1: any books book. though Maybe like, exactly. he is reading books.
0: i mean maybe he he is secretly reading books and he doesn't want anyone to find out mm-hmm. but the would he so openly they're, like they're, recite quotes though because yeah, i mean he he, had, he recited like a lot of like Quotes from like famous authors in the 1950s and stuff because this was written in 1950. Yeah. Something and, fishy. Yeah. Um, and he and he told Montag at some point like that he he had read books in the past because like he said like oh it's fine as long as you like burn them in like 48 hours or
1: something. Yeah. Yeah. I think we like became even more suspicious like when Montag was like during that like that like at the very end of the section when he was like. Like with BD, before they came to burn down his house, like, like on the pages...
0: Like, oh, when he was talking? Like when he was just shooting quotes then.
1: Yeah, in that area. And he became more suspicious because, um, he said...
0: Oh, that was on page 103. Page. Like 102
1: and 103. That was on like 104 and 105. Like yeah. Had, like with the, like, it says, like, tired monster going out of this game and everything. Like, and yeah. He had, and I had, like, a, like, like, pulse and everything. Once he, like, like, God, what a pulse, and all that. So, yeah. He I think he figured it out. Like, once he was kind
0: of like he, he was like
2: hinting at something. Yeah. yeah, it was like once he realized he was getting to him, he this,
1: you like, know he, he knew. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, he was definitely toying with him.
1: But then the alarm rings. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I don't think that Mildred just has the capacity to, like,. It was tell timed him. too well. The yeah, alarms. I think Beatty definitely knew. Yeah. Uh-huh. Bef- like, Mildred didn't tell him. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. okay. So, Arisa, mm-hmm. do you have a question? I do. So, during the, when Faber is explaining the earpiece to Montag, Mm -hmm. I was, he was talking about how, like, he was going to send out drones and stuff. I was thinking about, like, if there is a revolution, is it going to be, like, a big one with a bunch of people fighting back, like, in the Hunger Games or in Divergent or something? Or is it going to be more like a couple people or just not doing what the government and society says I think it because like in other dystopian novels where there are revolutions and stuff it's not like the government tells them what to do they don't care about the people but in this book it's the society like did it to itself so the people believe it and they enjoy it does that make sense yeah I, so think, I, mean,
1: usually, I think it probably would like start out like small and they grow bigger mm-hmm. not immediately start big like, just stay really small. Yeah,
0: that's what I thought, because on page 85, when he's talking to Faber about, like, getting, like, the printer and, like, printing out new books, yeah, um, he says, like, yeah, so Faber says, so Montag, there's this unemployed printer. We might start a few books and wait on the war to break the pattern and give us the push we need. So they're definitely going to start small, Mm -hmm. and then they might kind of, like, enlarge it, but I think, they're not trying to like start a war, really. I don't think. I think Montag and Faber are just yeah. trying to like change people's minds. They're just trying yeah. to change society. They're not trying to like overthrow the government, because the government really isn't like in this. It's like society, yeah. not the government.
1: Because yes, be yeah, society is definitely. Yeah. Castle, did you have any questions?
2: Yes.
1: So
0: one, one question, which I think is. Um, I think has been, like, on everyone's mind is will Clarice come back? Clarice. Clarice. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, okay, Clarice. I, it's from, because, like, Percy Jackson, like, Clarice. Okay, it's Clarice. 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 Because, okay. okay, okay. Will Clarice come back? Because I felt, like, in the beginning, like, it just seemed like she and Montag had, like, such a connection and stuff, and then she just kind of, like, disappeared. I feel like she was only there for, like, a few pages, and then she kind of just... Like,
1: died or disappeared.
0: Yeah.
2: Like so... I think she served her purpose. I think her purpose. Like, the At reason... At the beginning it
1: was a big purpose. Yeah, the was, reason... If she comes back, will she serve, like, a bigger purpose? Or... Just I think be the like, reason Ray like
2: Bradbury her? wrote her into that was because to wake
1: Montag up and to show him, like... But why couldn't, like, somebody else just do that? Why did it have to be a 17-year-old girl? Because she was awake. <laughs> she, I think like, Yeah, I know. could it in somebody else. The, I think she was definitely more,
2: like,
0: unsusceptible, like, she was more open-minded because Uh. she was so young and, like, she kind of, like, saw the world with, like, young eyes Because,
1: like, the old people Yeah,
0: (laughs) Yeah. because, like, Montag, he's, like, 30, so, like, society's Mm -hmm. values and stuff have have kind of, like, already, like, gotten to him But, like, Clarice is still, like, young and, like, in school and, like, you know, she, like, has friends, not really, but, like, she knows what people do I guess
1: like when they're not at school. Oh, so oh, yeah. Did she, did she prefer as you again? I don't know. Yeah. She- <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So
0: I, I I want her to come back, but I don't I don't think she will. Cause yeah, yeah. I think that that's kind of like the purpose of her. Like she was just there for like a little bit, just to like spark his rebellion. His yeah. Called oh. oh. oh, back to the theme in the first one. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I would like her to, but nah,
1: probably not. Okay. So, are we going to
0: move um, on to the theme now? Uh, yeah, let's do that. Yay, finally to the good part. The theme discussion. So, the theme we have picked for this section is transformation.
1: Okay. Cool. So <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, Guy is one of those characters that has, like, transformed. It definitely says, like, this part, throughout this part in the beginning. So, yeah. that's one
0: yeah he's definitely had a lot of character development and the one thing that like the one character trait he's definitely like developed over the book is i feel like he's become more like self-aware but also more like angry you know yeah
1: because emotional emotional.
0: yeah because i mean like on page
1: um uh, yeah
0: so yeah so on page 98 when um mildred's two friends come over, uh, Mrs. Bowles is like talking and like she, she she's just being very ignorant, you know, she's talking about like, oh, my husband, it doesn't really matter if like he dies in like the war and stuff, you know, and like she, she just seems like to like not care about anything, and then Guy gets really mad and he yells at her, uh, he says, he says, go home, Montag fixes eyes upon her quietly. Go home and think of your first husband divorced and your second husband killed in a jet and your third husband blowing his brains out. Go home and think of the dozen abortions you've had. Go home and think of that and your damn cesarean, section, cesarean sections too and your children who hate your guts. Go home and think how it all happened and what did you ever do to stop it. Go home, go home, he yelled, before I knock you down and kick you out the door. Oh,
2: man. That's yeah. really hard. Yeah, yeah, that was
0: like my favorite quote yeah, from this section. Yeah. I
2: feel like the most powerful part of that was what you did what you ever do to stop it like yeah he's pointing out like you didn't do anything yeah
0: she just doesn't care really um
1: she's like just a worse version of mildred
0: yeah i mean it's it's like it's like if mildred ever had kids and oh man (laughs) oh wow that would have been oh do you think that mildred has ever had like husbands before guy because like
1: no, I don't I mean think maybe, maybe. I think so. they got like they met like Must people, have been right? a very like uneventful, uneventful yeah. marriage. So when he was like twenty, oh. yeah, I she don't was. Think she would have had a
2: husband. Wait, what? Maybe, yeah. I think they're the same
0: age, probably, or at least around. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I think that he's definitely gotten more angry, um, and like, well, I guess I wouldn't say angry. He's just more like self-aware, and like because of that, he just like things that like used to not anger him now do anger him. Yeah. So he's not really more angry, he's just more self-aware of things that are happening around him.
2: Cool. Yeah. Um, going off of that, on page 84, I thought it was neat when author showed how he was, uh, so like halfway down, uh, it says, Montag stood there and waited for the next scene to happen. His hands by themselves, like two men working together, began to rip the page from the book. The hands tore the flyleaf, and then the first and then the second page idiot, what are you doing? And then, like, so right before that, Montag unconsciously, he got up to leave and he picked up the Bible. And, like, he looked, he was surprised with himself for doing that. And I thought that was a big, like a big thing because he was like, he's been very confused so far in part two. Like, there's a lot of, like, his mind's racing everywhere and stuff.
1: So like, it's
2: like
1: he's like, It's like, like transformation has like overwhelmed him a little bit, yeah. and he like he can't like control uh-huh. himself like as easily as he could have. Yeah, before. and I think because
0: of that, he's also like confused too, yeah. like with his newfound like, I mean he's confused his about the book.
1: Like, transformation.
0: Yeah, because like when Beauty was talking to him on page. Like, one, like 103, 104, and 105, when he was, like, you know, talking to him about, like, all the quotes and stuff. Um, he was, like, really confused. Because before, when he was talking to Faber, he seemed, you know, like, oh, books are, like, really important and stuff. And he seemed very, like, grounded in that belief. But then it got... Beauty just kind of, like, tried to, like, mess it up, you know? Yeah.
1: Like, and then... Like, Faber and then Faber.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Faber, like, got him back on track and stuff. Because he oh. was, like, in his ear and, like, said, to, oh, don't listen to him but I think his transformation has definitely confused
1: him.
2: Oh, I have something to say about the author's craft. So, yeah. so I think the way the book is going, it's like it's broken up into three parts because it's showing how Guy's beliefs are changing. So like in part one, he's very um, he strongly believes that books are bad and like he should be burning them. But like as we keep going into the book, Part two, it talks about how he's confused and whether or not he doesn't know if he believes if books are good or bad. And then, I think part three will be more about how he tries to have people like books and, like... And, like, a key, like, yeah. road Yeah.
1: rebellion. Uh-huh. Um, Do you have anything, Annie? No. Well,
0: I think, you know, going off of what you said about, like like, the author's tone and stuff, like, like how, like, he's doing, like, different things in each section and stuff. I think that, like, transformation can not only apply to him as, like, his personality and his character growth, but it can also apply to, like, just, like... Oh, what am I trying to say? Like, it can also apply to, like, the ideals in the sections because,
2: like... Um, yeah, that makes sense No,
0: like, okay, <laughs> sorry, okay So, like, he His personality is changing But it's also, like, what you said About, um Like, as he's changing Like, he also wants to, like Transform society too, I guess uh-huh. So, like, it's not just, like, his own Transformation Like, society is not transformed yet, but He definitely wants to yeah. try that And that's, like, a goal he's trying mm-hmm. to accomplish Is I what I'm so. saying
1: Okay, so we have twenty minutes left. So. Okay.
0: So. Ani has something to say.
1: Seriously? Don't you? Okay. So
0: Okay, stop starting every sentence with okay, so.
1: So <laughs>
0: <laughs> just start. No.
1: Okay. So
0: Oh my god.
1: That's yeah. why I always start every sentence with. I know, that's you're not supposed to do that. I think fine, I started with that <laughs> okay. yeah, that's good. I think that another character that's like transformed, like not like not as much. Like I think it's gotten worse, like is Mildred. That tennis that, that, like it's been a transformation, but it's gone the wrong way. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not gone better, it's gotten worse. So it started off like okay and then it's just gotten straight more straight because of all this book business. It's just gotten worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Starting from part one to the end of part two so far at least.
0: Yeah. I think that she's kind of like unraveling, like she's becoming, because like when she was with it's her... like a string, she
1: starts yeah, like she yeah, struggles. like the
0: relationship is becoming more strained, and therefore Mildred's like personality is becoming more strained, because when she talked to her friends, um, on pages like um, ninety three. Oh, no, no, 89. Oh um, well, yeah, 89. I mean, yeah, they, she talks to them for a lot of pages. But in 89, like, when she, like, meets them, you know, like, they say, like, oh, doesn't everyone look, doesn't everyone look nice? Nice. You look fine, Melly, Fine. Everyone looks swell. Swell. You know, she seems very, like, strained in all of her relationships. Mm-hmm. And that could be, that, that could be how she, like, interacts with her friends before. But, I mean, I think, I don't know, it just seems more strained now. Yeah. I mean, she's probably always been distant from our friends, but I do think that, like, Montag and, like, the books in general have just, like, kind of rattled her. Like, she seems yeah. more, like, hysterical. Yeah.
1: She's so, also become more emotional, like, but just in a yeah. way. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's definite. Yeah.
1: Okay.
2: So, I wanted to bring up the end of the section 106 when they go to, um, Montag's house because um of the books and stuff or like we don't really know why they're there but i'm pretty sure it's because of the books anyway uh i don't think they can prove he has books because didn't he hide them like in the alley bush or whatever
0: um yeah yeah he did because he saw that
2: um, the books are disappearing. And yeah, yeah.
0: Mildred was burning them, so he hid them. Where did he hide them?
2: In like the In bush it. outside his house or whatever. Yeah, I can get burned. Yeah. But like, they can't prove he has the books now, so I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah,
0: I think. Um, I mean, maybe Mildred will like admit it. Like, maybe Beatty will interrogate her, possibly, but. Yeah, so I'm not they sure
2: can't—they can will it. look through the house, and, but they won't be able to find any books because the books are in bo- the house. Yeah, and they're just I mean
0: the maybe it like, oh, okay, so so maybe like Mildred like hid a book, like just to like burn it later. Like Mildred didn't, or like Guy didn't get all of the books and like he didn't save all of them, and so there were some that like Mildred hid herself so that she could, so burn, she them could burn them later. Why would she hide them? So that she could burn them later. Why wouldn't
1: she
2: just I burn them
1: then? It's kind of maybe
0: strange, like actually. I was about to come home and she's like, oh.
2: It's only Oops. been like
0: I, a day. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> true. Okay, well... Yeah. Okay, well, then I don't
1: know what they're gonna find. Then. Um, so if they don't want him, yeah. But
0: it's still gonna be pretty bad, cause, like, BD's definitely suspicious, so even if yeah. he doesn't find anything, he's gonna, he's like, just, monitor like, guy, and, like, he might like, lose He'll just, his like, job.
1: burn more things around the house.
2: Yeah. And, like, when...
1: And And then he'll end up...
2: When Montag... Sorry, you can go. No, it's Montag. Okay, so when Montag saw that they were at their house, that they were at his house, Beatty was watching his face, like it says right here, word for word, Beatty was watching his face. It's almost like he wanted to see his.
0: So that was just some evidence on why the theme of this section was transformation. Um, And now we're going to.
2: Go into making different connections with the book. Yes okay so some connections that i had with the book were with other books so one of them was in percy jackson the first when they're starting off um how the demigods are tied about whether the gods are good or not and if Kronos has a point so in the first series in the first series there um there's this guy Kronos and he's like evil and he wants to take over the world because he thinks the Olympian gods are like incompetent and stuff. And the thing is they are incompetent but at the same time Kronos is really bad. So a lot of the, so it's like a civil war between the demigods pretty much. Like half of them are with Kronos like oh yeah these guys suck we should take over the world. And then the other half are like oh yeah these guys suck but I don't want to take over the world because that would be bad. So, I mean, that's kind of, like, what Guy's going through right now in his head. He doesn't know how he feels about books yet, or, like, how he feels about society and stuff. And I think that in part three, that will change.
1: That's a good inference. Okay, so I have a story that that is connected to this theme of transformation. <clears throat> it, it was just, like, one time where... I realized that not everyone in my family listens to my stupid stories one time. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I went, like, I went to talk to my brother about this thing that happened at school that was really stupid and he never listened to me. And then like that just kept going on like, throughout the next couple of days and I realized that not all people listened to me. And that was a transformation for me, so I stopped telling stupid stories to people. Okay.
0: And so that's was- the
1: theme of transformation because I... um changed from telling those stupid stories to not telling those stupid stories.
0: So it was like a bad transformation. It was a good trans.
1: It was a good transformation. I stopped oh. telling those stupid things. That I don't want. Why is that bad? I. That's good. Yeah, like, like you, Gaia. why is it? Sorry, why is it good? Well, he. It's re- because nobody wants to listen to them.
0: Yeah, he realized that he was like kind of annoying people, and so he said, oh, okay, these stories are really dumb, so I'm just not going to tell them. Okay, I appreciate you for acknowledging
1: your annoyance. Yeah,
0: that is a very good um,
1: story that connects that's to the theme. And
0: it's not the dumb of a story, so good job. Kessla, did you have anything? I also have a connection to the book. Um, on page 96... Uh, Montag is talking, is reciting a poem called The Sea of Faith by Matthew Arnold to Mildred and her friends, and I wanted to talk about how that poem connects to, like, the overall theme of the book, and um, just how they can correlate with each other. Um, So one thing in the poem that I thought connected to the book was that, um, and especially in this section, Guy seems to really, like, understand how ignorant people are you know and just how like just generally just how bad their society is yeah. you know how people are like selfish you know and just yeah just how ignorant they are and then in the poem um in the last stanza it says where ignorant armies clash by night swept with confused alarms of struggle and and flight where ignorant armies clash by night and yeah in the poem they talk about um like, human misery, you know, the eternal notes of sadness, you know, ignorant armies, and I think that connects to the book because this is kind of how Guy views his society now, that he is, like, reading books, and he is really finally, like, is thinking and, like, understanding,
1: yeah. you know. That's awesome. That's Do you guys have really any good. thoughts
0: on the poem? I don't
1: know, just, just like, to I make sure, too. it's actually called Dover Beach. Not Sea of Faith, or whatever.
0: Um, no, 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 sorry. No, the, no, the passage that he read yeah. started it, with the Sea, the sea of, sea of faith. faith. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. The actual poem is called Dover Beach by Matthew Arnold. He just read two stanzas from the poem that has four stanzas. Yeah. He read, like, the latter half of the poem.
1: Cool. Okay. Um,
0: well, oh, so, okay, one last thing about the poem. So, once he finish, finishes reading the poem... Um, to Mildred and her friends Mrs. Phelps you know starts crying yeah so why do you guys think that she started crying I
2: think, I think she, I think she he woke really her up yeah, yeah. like like mentally. awakened her yeah
1: like she's I mean, actually
2: feeling something and she doesn't know it's like how Clarice yeah.
1: did the thing to Montague except Montague does it with the palm instead of like yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, like what you said, like, she doesn't, like, she finally is feeling something, and she doesn't know how to, like, understand, comprehend it, yeah, yeah, comprehend it, she's like, so overwhelmed she just, the emotion. yeah, so she just kind of starts, like, yeah. crying, because, I mean, she's probably never read a book in her life, or, like, yeah. has any, or especially has anything, like, read to her, yeah. so this is definitely a new experience, and I think she's just overwhelmed. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay, and that concludes our uh, little discussion about the poem Dover Beach by Matthew Arnold. Thank you for listening to our discussion about uh, part two of Fahrenheit 451, written by Ray Bradbury. I hope you enjoyed, and uh, stay tuned for the next episode of this podcast because we'll be discussing part three, which is called Burning Bright. Yes. Yay. Bye. Say
1: bye.
2: Bye. Adios, amigos. <laughs> <laughs>